We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. It is officially NFL season. 2020 NFC win totals, division winners, conference picks, Super Bowl picks to make the playoff odds. We got it all here for you. Today's show presented by DraftKings. All odds coming from DraftKingsSportsBook.com. Go play there. Also, you're watching this exclusively on Mayo Media Network. Please subscribe to Mayo Media Network where you can catch all of the Pat Mayo Experience episodes for golf, for football, for everything from here to eternity. Well, probably not, but, you know, at least for a while. How about that? Subscribe to the network. Please help out the show by smashing the like button to the episode. And in the comment section, you tell me what your favorite over or under is for the NFC. When I start seeing you put AFC teams in there, I'm going to know you're a moron. Works out well. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. What's up? Uh, football. Exciting. It's here. We Tingles. Do, we, have to, we have to do NFC first so you don't, like, gash yourself out. We yeah, have to, that we, we was... We have to pace you. I, I get it. <laughs> Pure adrenaline. I don't even need like a reboot to talk AFC football. No, I actually have the results from last year's win total shows as well. You can Uh-oh. also subscribe to this on the Uh-oh. Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. You find that on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever it is. Please leave a five-star review or at least a five-star rating. You don't need to take the time to write the review. Just hit the five-star button at the bottom of your iPhone. It takes like two seconds, all right? That really helps out the show a lot when it comes down to it. Third member of the team, he is here. The coin returns for another season of hot fire football picks. Now, the coin has told me that it doesn't feel like making division winner picks or Super Bowl picks. It will just be exclusively selecting the over-unders for this season. Fourth member of the team, behind the glass, on the ones and the twos, although he is not a DJ, he is the director, Paul Shaughnessy, at Paul Shag on Twitter. Are you excited for football season? I'm excited for this show. 
just to hear what Tim has to say about my beloved Buffalo Bills. Well, you have to tune into the AFC show for that. That will be coming out <sighs> after this one, but you'll be able to find it in the description of this video and podcast. After the fact, if you just want to go from one to the other, don't be afraid to tell a few friends about the Pat Mayo Experience football shows because they're a lot of fun. Also, don't ever follow our picks because they're fucking terrible. Fifth member of the team, introducing... The most insane person on the planet. He has returned. He has risen. It is Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That is not my name, but uh, it's good to know you're here forever. Here forever. <laughs> In perpetuity, Tim. You are. You are like Dorian Gray. You're you're here for quite a while. Also, you can catch some of the old Cuss Corners. New dedicated feed for Cuss Corner, too. You just search... Yeah, people have been tweeting at me or sending me messages about old things I was talking about. I was like, I don't remember talking about that recently. And I was like, oh, yeah, they listened to my comment about X, Y, or Z four years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, it's good that people are sort of blowing off the dust on things like why well, that nug guy was the worst. A lot of his takes are evergreen, though. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're not really dated. Like, you know, like his demands of service or people or what he deems as proper etiquette. I mean, they hold true. You could pick up any of those episodes and find your way into multiple gems. Well, when you're someone who doesn't live in reality, but you just live in your truth, your world never changes. It's good times. That's not true. I, and, uh, you know, it's, I'm excited to make my, my maiden debut live on the, I guess all podcasts aren't live, but you know what I mean on the show. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. All right. So let's recap last year's NFC picks. Right. Let's not. Who was the best? Jeff and I tied. Actually, Jeff was the best in the NFC in terms of division winners. I'll, I'll just tell you, Jeff. You don't need yeah. to be looking over because then you won't talk <laughs> into the microphone. I see, I see lots of check marks. I want to know who got them. We all picked the Eagles to win the a NFC East. They won the NFC East. That was it for Tim in terms of hitting winners for divisions in the NFC. I had the Seahawks to win the West. <clears throat> he had the Rams. And <clears throat> Jeffrey had the 49ers. How about that? To win the NFC West. I was the only one to pick the Saints to win the NFC South which I thought was kind of crazy. I must have gone Atlanta. You right? went Atlanta, oh. Tim went Tampa Bay. And in the NFC North, I went Vikings, you went Packers, and Tim went with the Bears. So you get the nice little check mark overall. I had Saints over Vikings in the NFC Championship. Jeff had the Eagles over the Falcons in the NFC Championship. Oh. And Tim had the Bears over the Eagles in the NFC Championship. Tim's playoff predictions from last year are kind of hysterical. Tune in to the AFC win total show for the recap on that overall i went 11 and 5 in win totals in the nfc jeff went 8 and 8 the coin also went 11 and 5 in win totals Gus 6 and 10 congratulations tim thank you well i don't consider the coin having had made picks since it's coward and doesn't make actual picks for divisions or anything so only you won not the coin coin gets no respect i hate that coin i forgot about that coin remember when we used to have the hat the hat was great because they had the saddest photo of Garyon on Earth wearing it. It's true. You want to jump into this? You ready for the teams? Let's go. Yeah, let's uh, let's get rolling here. Arizona, oh, cracking a DC, getting ready. Arizona Cardinals, first team up. We're starting out west in the NFC. Over under wins seven to make the playoffs plus two sixty to win the division plus seven hundred to win the conference plus twenty five hundred to win the Super Bowl plus five thousand. If you are new to gambling on things. Uh, what is going to happen here? If I say something is plus 700, that means it's seven to one. If you wagered $100, you would win $700 on that bet. Plus 5,000 is 50 to one. You wager $100, you win what? $5,000. That sounds pretty good. 
I would take that. I'd take a quick 5K right now, Jeff. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so in case you don't know how gambling works, but you're tuning into the show, that's basically how it works. If you see something that is a minus, let's say it is minus 250, the minus in front of it means you have to wager $250 to make $100 because it is a favorite. Minus, favorite, plus underdog. Just think of it that way, and we'll be good to go. Year two, the Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury experience. Tim already has a bet with me for 300 bucks that the Lions will win more games than the Cardinals. I have the Cardinals. Which I regret now. Why did you make this bet? Because I regret it. Not that I think I when? will lose it. I think they're both going to. You weren't making any bets, the, and you forbid to make any bets with me. I assume it was on the uh, the the schedule show. I, I, I seem to remember. The thing is, I, reg- I regret it because I think they're both going to win around the same amount. Uh, I was way down on Arizona earlier in this year, but the more I thought about it, the more I've been sympathetic. The seven is exactly the right number. So you're taking because push? Of the well, I can't take push because you I'm not the make... coin. I make actual picks. Well, the coin so does make I picks. Will, I will take the over. Reluctantly, not a bet I would make because I think seven is exactly the right number. And therefore, I, I don't think there's no value in the playoff bet uh, or the division, but conference Super Bowl, I suppose you could throw a dart. At, at those. So I will take a very reluctant over. I like Murray Kingsbury. I'm sort of lukewarm on. I think he wasn't nearly as good last year as people thought he was going to be coaching wise. He makes some curious decisions, but he's a rookie coach and you know, you got to learn the, the rope. So I don't know. Torn. I would go the other way with it. I'm taking the over seven wins on the Arizona Cardinals, but because you get the extra playoff team this season, I think that there is value have we on seen, to make the playoffs. It's plus 260. Have we seen, I mean, if you just, someone had the odds for last year's to make the playoffs, like are a lot of those teams that we deem the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th best teams in the conference, not comparing the teams, but just like the number, like the odd to make the playoff of the team that was almost a consensus 8th or ninth best team a year ago. You should really bring this, this up before the show so I can have that information in front of me to tell you. No, but it's almost like when we do PGA, it's like, ah, there's it's 70 no cut. Like a top 20 should pay less than a normal week. Yeah, okay, like I, I see feel. what you're saying. Paul, yes. I have a folder here called 2019 NFL win totals. Who do you want to know about? Not so much the win totals. I'm just wondering if the books have adjusted to the extra playoff spot. Oh, I'm wow. sure they are because they're smart people uh, who uh, don't give away money. Open up what the Lions were to make the playoffs last year because they would have been like probably like six and a half, seven win totalish. Yeah, let me just that they would have been right around. I'll there. pull it up well, right here for you to look at. Here's the Lions from last year. So to make the playoffs plus 500. So yeah, I guess they are kind of cut a little bit. That's six and a half plus 500. Now it's seven plus 260. Now the Cardinals are a somewhat like trendy-ish team this year. Very. But no one's asking them to win 13 games. They're asking them to win eight games, which is a little bit different than like even, let's say, the Browns hype train from last year. Uh, I think Kyler to win MVP is one of the biggest, like, biggest liabilities that Vegas has right now and every sports book has because they opened it like 125 to one. It's down to 25 to one, which it's a quarterback. All quarterbacks should, who could be good should be priced around the same. I'm with Tim though. The Kingsbury year one, good things, bad things. You know, what's not a good thing. Kicking field goals from the fucking one yard line all the time. Stop yeah. doing that. And all of a sudden you might win some more of these games. So I, I think they're going to get better in year two. Uh, I just, I think overall that they're all right. They're already down to safety. They're already down to no lineman. That's not great, obviously, to begin the season, but I think they can overcome that because I think Kyler takes a leap. 
seems like injuries ravaged them last year, so hopefully that doesn't take effect this year again. And you mentioned them being a trendy team, and I guess the fact we're all going to say the to the over Even here, the coin is jumping on the over bandwagon. Uh, would lean to that, sort of like the things that have been said. I, I do like both coach and quarterback. I trust there's even a progression there. Um, yes, the sexy offseason addition of DeAndre Hopkins. I love Hopkins. I think he's going to be an absolute animal there. See, I don't. I think he's going to be good for their offense, but I think when you look at his stat line, it's going to be significantly lower than it was in Houston. Well, last year, I don't think he was anything special. I want to go look at that. What do you think his stat line was? He didn't. I drafted him as the YR1 off the board. It took him a month to score me a touchdown. All right. Well, touch. I mean, you think he's just going to score more touchdowns in Arizona now that they have a wide open offense and they throw to a whole bunch of guys, not just one guy over and over? I think because it's a wide open offense, I do think he's going to get plenty of opportunity. I don't care that he's got a different quarterback. Uh, Hopkins made good on any quarterback. Savage, Osweiler. But the, but he was the only option. He would be getting like 15 targets a game. Last year, he had 104 catches, 1,165 yards, and seven touchdowns. That was down from the previous year of 115, 1,511 touchdowns. That's still an amazing uh, I think year. he's super... He over 100 catches. I, yeah, no, I, I... It's all relatively speaking when talking about, like, his stat line from last year. He didn't live up to the first YR off the board. You can say wide receiver. I think he makes good on it this year. I think he's going to have a monster. Because it's WR, not YR. I think he... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, but I, I'll i buy this over seven this year. I would say they'll be the second best team in this division when it's all dust settled. I can see that too. Although, let's move on to I the next... It. Let's move on to the next team then, the Seattle Seahawks. I was the only one of us to take the over on the Seahawks last year, with my case being they had the best player in the division, so just keep doing that. Every year, Russell Wilson just is the best player, so bet on Russell Wilson. The over-under this year is 9, however, minus 135 to make the playoffs, plus 220 to win the division, 10-1 to conference, 20-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Tim, let's start with you on the Seattle Seahawks. The board Seahawks. is 9.5. That's why I said 9.5. You said nine. No, I said nine and a half. Uh, you said why, nine. That's why, okay. why, why, don't you, uh, why don't you listen? I'm listening intensely. Uh, yeah, under. Big under. One of my stronger plays of the, uh, of the NFC card. I know why. This team is not talented. Jets own it their is bereft. Oh. They have no. Jamal Adams. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no. Yes. Big under favorite pick. I'm not saying you can't like the under, but but the emphasis on like loving it is all about the Jets owning that first rounder and Jamal Adams being there. Pat knows I'm right. He's right. No, that's not true. I mean, <laughs> it will be to my advantage if they're bad, of course. But, like, they are the most dependent team on a player in the NFL. I would say Baltimore if, is. No, I don't, I don't agree with that, actually. I think if – because Baltimore has f- far more skill up and down the roster. If they lost Wilson for any period of time, this team would pick first overall. And I mean that. Now, he's probably not going to, so he'll be fine, but this team just keeps hopping along and sort of getting things done despite losing talent year out, year on year. And you look at them this year, you just, you're staring down the barrel of a team that just doesn't have a whole lot going for them and in a division where all three teams are better than they are from, uh, from tip to, to bottom. So I'm sorry. I, I find this team to be utterly unimpressive. They have some nice, a couple of nice pieces, but... Yeah, I mean, you have Wilson. Adams is okay, I guess. You called him the best defensive player in the league on this show 12 months ago. He's not even the best defensive player in his in his division. Like, he's a good player. <laughs> so, 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 what, so, so what has changed? 
uh, nothing has changed other than he's in a new team and a new scheme and doesn't have much time to no, prepare. No, that's right. So, he's, so he's I not just, on the Jets anymore, so he's no longer the best player in the league? He's gone to a worse defense, statistically, if you believe a little thing called DVOA, which I do. Oh, then, no, 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 no. Hold know, on, hold on. For anyone who's new watching this show, Tim only believes in DVOA if it backs up his point. If it doesn't back up his point, it's nonsense. Ignored. I, I don't think that's an accurate portrayal of Paul, it. And I don't think. Paul, you produce all of these shows. What's Tim's stance on DVOA? It's it's only to prop up the Jets or to 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 shit on the the teams that he is trying to uh, probably curse or reverse curse. I don't know. I don't know what goes on in this guy's mind half the time. My point being, and I think I'm right. I think you guys kind of conceded it that the Seattle team is very very luck dependent. And the roster is very, very, very shallow. And I don't see it. And in a division where the Rams, Niners, and even the Cardinals look like they're pretty good teams, those are six games where if they win one of them, I think they've done well for themselves. I mean, And I mean that. They might go two and four or one and five in that division. And that means the playoffs are probably not an option for them. And I don't think the division's an option. Uh, I bury them. They're done. Yeah, I see. I was all in on, like, I, not necessarily all in, but I was leaning under before I heard Tim talk. I'm going to take the over. On the Seahawks. I mean, the past, like, basically 10 years, you've been printing money betting the over on the Seahawks because they have Russell Wilson. And Pete Carroll's a good coach. Yeah. Not, like, what you would think of drawing up to be a good coach, but he gets a lot out of his players. I think their defense has gotten better because they now have Jamal Adams on it. Year two of DK and Metcalf. Lockett's going to be fine. Russell Wilson's healthy. I think the team is looking pretty good, to tell you the truth. I would prefer they didn't try to run the ball 70% of the time, but if that's what they're doing and it continues to work for them, I think that their Super Bowl upside is limited because of things like that. And Tim's right. If Russell Wilson goes down, they're fucked. But you can almost say that for half the teams in the league. If they yeah. lose their starting quarterback, know. they're done. Just like when, when we get to the AFC, Tim picked three division winners whose quarterbacks got hurt in week one last year. They all went under. So it can happen if someone gets hurt. But either way... I think that they are, they're going to compete. They could win this division. They could be the third team in this division. I don't think that they are the worst. Um, I just They show up to play every single week. That's the motivation factor that Pete Carroll brings. He's a bad analytics coach, but whatever he translates in terms of motivation, an actual football sense to the field, like it's hard to quantify, but it seems to be working for him. Lamar Jackson. Uh, sorry, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Russell Wilson isn't just the best player in the division. He's probably the best player in the conference. And if not for Lamar Jackson, is probably the MVP in the NFL last year. I don't think he's ever received an MVP vote in his career. Two years in a row, I have just thought it's just got to just die there. Like, not Russell per se. He can be great, but the wins just will stop The window is coming. over. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, two years ago, like, Seattle being under was one of the most in vogue, like, picks in, in of all, like, football fans. And they just crushed it. And last year, I almost went back to it, just like, I don't know, I was so wrong last year, but I'm going to stick with that under. Kind of you, like, I'm torn. I don't really care about Tim. I don't, I just trust this team to find 10 wins. This coach, this quarterback, they always seem to do it. Uh, you, you know, the home field advantage thing, but it didn't even seem like they were that dominant a home field advantage team no. since they became 
not the super amazing team that they were when they had an amazing home field advantage. Those yeah. things go hand in hand. When they were the favorites to win the Super Bowl every year, turns out they were also very dominant at home <laughs> yeah. since they really haven't been. Uh, I'm Like I said, I'm going to take the over. The coin is taking the under along with Tim. One thing that I don't know how to factor in, and it's going to make me lean a team one way, and then I'm going to contradict myself and go the other way because that's what we do on the show. But there's a lot of consistency on this offense. The teams that are returning a lot of the same players, I think, have an inherent advantage this year. Of course, but there is a bit of turnover there. Not in really. terms of additions and subtractions on the roster, it seemed I was kind of doing in doing my research. It I, seemed I, like I, a thicker stack. I know a lot of those bodies are probably I would be more concerned if it's a brand new offense versus brand new yeah, defensive players. And, who and this offense in? returns all the same people. Yeah. Greg Olson, a veteran, he should be able to pick up things. And they still have Tim's buddy, Walt Disley. <laughs> Inventor well, of the player. Pardon my ignorance. Clowney is still without a team? I believe so. There were Jets rumors. There have been Titans rumors. Obviously, the Jamal Adams trade probably blew off the return to Seattle. What's this it, guy waiting for? In, unless it comes to a time where it's just like, oh, do you want to play or not? Here's a contract. Yeah. I mean, the money uh, that you heard that was on the table, apparently from the Jets, from the Titans, were good deals. Weren't like didn't feel like underpaid, so I don't really know. This guy wants to sign another one year deal and try again next year. I, I don't have a clue, but uh, so you're on. taking over or under. I, I I said over. I'm done playing that other side of the coin because I I'm like the but you playing, are taking the other side of the coin. Yeah, I know because I don't want to be that <laughs> hamster looking at that piece of cheese on the other side of the fence and keep running into that said electrocuted fence. Keep getting shocked. I will say though, the Seattle my, my, machine goes. You kind of. I just want to make it clear, my pick is not to do with the Jets. It I is. Got to, no, it's not. I wanted to make that point clear. You just th- it, that's it's serendipitous that would work. It would work out for us. What place but in the division are they? The are they going to finish? What place in the division will they finish? Third or fourth? Where will the Jets be drafting with the Seattle pick next year? I think 11, top 10, right? That famous 11 the, the, the best pick in the draft. <laughs> Second best pick in the draft. Number 11, according to Tim. I stand by that. That's what the evidence says. And we got Becton, who is a superstar. So anyway, I'm taking them based on Russell Wilson. You kind of just like, that's enough for me. I wish it was nine so I could push on it, but I, I like it. Give me 10. Los Angeles Rams win total eight. Playoffs plus 150, division plus 550, conference 18 to 1, Super Bowl 40 to 1 this year. I was the only one of us who went under on the Rams. Really? Last year. Yeah, you guys were all about the Rams. I'm such an anti Ram guy. What? what, what I still I am. I'm, I couldn't run to the window fast enough to bet eight, I don't think. I love the Rams at, over this number. I, I Okay, so Jeff, let's start with you. So Tim is going over. I will say I am going under on the Rams eight because I do not think they're very good. Yeah, I, I agree. Everything is finally catching up to them. Uh, They had to pay fortune to get rid of players. Uh, Ramsey is being a good sport, even though he hasn't gotten the contract that we thought was imminent the moment he was traded there. It's quite amazing he's going to put on the pads week one without it, to be perfectly honest. Um, Some very fancy, fancy players on this team. But there's zero depth. Yeah, well, there is zero depth. The case that Tim made for Seattle is actually the Rams, except they have a bad quarterback instead of one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't know. The both of 
I mean, Goff has been to the Super Bowl and more recently than Wilson has. Like, so, so you sorry, think that you, like, so you think that Jared Goff is better than Russell Wilson? Is what you're saying? I didn't say that. Then what are you I saying? Say that. Then what's the point and of I what you're fucking that. saying? Jim Herman won you the golf tournament more recently than Rory. What does that mean? You called him a bad quarterback. He, and I was he has little carny hands and he sucks. Hyperbole. It's not. He's bad. He's a bad quarterback. They had yeah. one. They had a one-year window where no one could figure out what Sean McVay was up to, changing the plays of the line. Their offense was amazing. The league caught up to it. Yeah, they don't. See, have, they that, don't have that advantage anymore, and therefore Jared Goff not cannot true. make Jared Goff cannot make the a, throws required to excel in this look, offense. You look at his numbers in December. That Rams team started to click again, and they were actually hitting their stride. I mean, they went nine and seven. They missed the playoffs either on a tiebreaker by a game. They were coming into their own, and that's a team that could have done some damage. They still have a ton of talent. They have the best player in the division named Aaron Donald. They have Ramsey, as you mentioned. They've got a perfectly fine quarterback. They still have good receivers. Uh, they their have a good offensive horrible. line. I think their line's fine. I think the running backs are happy. I think this is a good team. I don't think it's the best team in the division. It's the worst. I don't. The worst. Will you bet us they come last? Give us what, what if, if they're going to be so good. We, we, Jeff and I will bet you they come fourth in this division. I don't see it, man. Outside, I mean, <laughs> okay, then make the bet. What, what, what should? What's a fair number? I don't number? know. Last. I don't have the slightest idea. I don't know. I don't know. Exact finish, fourth place, NFC West. I I, I think that would be tricky to see it. Ha- I mean, it's the NFL. Anything could happen. I might bet so I this because I actually see it as a six. Like, I, I think I'm getting maybe two and a half wins based on what I see them doing. And maybe, listen, maybe I Sean bet McVay this. reinvents this offense once he again. He can name his opponents. <laughs> that, that triggered yeah. you to no end. You it get triggered by the weirdest thing. It triggered me that people were like, it's a fun media thing, man. Like fucking calm down. Just because your coach doesn't know like where the football field is. Doesn't mean you need to be all mad about it. I, I we're not there. <laughs> we are not there. I just can't believe football media saying, isn't this guy impressive? He can name the players he's playing this week, but he spends 23 hours a day studying. That sounds pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie to you. Do you think every coach can do that? Name the players? Yeah. Do you think Anthony Lynn can? Yes. No is the answer. What do you mean no? He might not even know all the players on his own offense. You're just... Hey, hey, bub, go play defensive line for us this snap, okay? That sounds like Anthony Lynn right there. Is that like a quote from Hard Knocks? I don't don't know. Come on, 67, make that block. (laughs) (laughs) How has Hard Knocks been? both these horrible as I, I watched the episode that you sent me jeff and uh yeah i found it to be i'll tell you quite why i'll tell you why because now we're a few in <laughs> what go it's two teams so we have to sort of we can't how do you put this we have to be introduced to like two coaches and like two organizations so a lot of the stuff we can't get to because we're still busy doing like we're not moving along to like part two and three of these people because we're still like stuck meeting people if that makes sense because it's two teams you got to meet the weirdos on both teams but like yes, what was, what, picking what, two teams made no sense when Zero was the last sense. time that Hard Knocks was actually it good? It wasn't, but I was just intrigued. A, 
because your team was featured. In it. It's my team. honestly. I think the Jets and I was season curious was good about the coat. Well, Rex like looking for his M and M's. Well, I think that's what I mean. But I liked that season. I do yeah. think that is the last season that like people remember because it had because Rex Ryan. Yeah, was and like him searching for his M and M's all the time. Like that. That is good content, and it's literally memorable because we all remember that. Sean McVay, unimpressive, knowing the opponents' names. Rex Ryan, impressive, can't find M and M's. Let's go get some effing snacks. <laughs> I was intrigued that, okay, maybe this year could be interesting just seeing what camp is like in this COVID world. Like, it's funny to me seeing, like, these NFL superstars having to fetch their own water and shit. Because, I don't know, they're trying to limit everybody. But it's just been really boring. And I only like it because I just like seeing the hallways. (laughs) I just no. I want. I like seeing what my room you is like. You see that like. Nate Trone means jersey up in glass, and you get excited. No, it just adds an ambiance. I want to see what GM's office, my GM's office, looks like. I want to see. Did you what, watch Draft on. Day? I know I haven't because I forbid to. Why? We should do a rewatch of Draft Day. Well, then you'd see we me should, watching like it for the first time. Theater. I forbid to watch that movie. It's for people that don't like football, or like football. It's fun. Jeff, how I you- want to know. I want to know when there's like <laughs> that big decision to be made is coach walking to GM's office or does GM walk to coach's office? I'm just a weirdo, but I like all that stuff like WWF, like any behind the scenes stuff. Like I love going inside, like beyond the fourth wall. Like I even watched this like 15 minute video of like behind the scenes of the NHL bubble and I don't even watch the hockey games. I just like seeing the facilitation of all these teams in a locker room uh, changing up uh, all in the same place. The cafeteria. I'm a weirdo. Paul. Jeff liked the show oil change when it was on TSN. Paul. They followed the Oilers for a season. All right. So I feel like Jeff just went full cussed right there. (laughs) Because you said that you don't like something that you've never watched. So how do you know you don't like the movie if That's you've true. never seen it? That's a very you heard about the trades. Yeah, well, but now you, you, you've made an opinion on something that you haven't ever no. experienced. You like Tin Cup, and the guy kept going for it from the middle of the fairway, trying to drive the green in two until he finally got it in the hole. No, it's one of Kevin those Costner, things that, star like, of both movies. I think this is a very common thing. And my nerdiest friend told me just as an example like when he told me like the nerdiest guy i know told me he doesn't like big bang theory because it doesn't do like some nerdy things properly it's also not funny Shh. that <laughs> ah, might be an opinion it was an incredibly popular show that i enjoyed for whatever reason i sucked maybe because it, it was hilarious there you go you answered your question <laughs> um so my point being is it's like i didn't even i watched one episode of that show the league and was like done with it I was like oh, so stupid trash. Like, oh my god, like hearing these guys like talk about an Antonio Gates trade that no one would ever make. Like didn't in an eight person league. Didn't entertain me. You guys at get all. so triggered by everything. Everything's no, real. To everything. Me. You guys just live in your own little world where oh my god. No, I, I'm no, literally I like, like the guy reverse from that Seinfeld episode where Jeff is me and I'm Jeff. No, I'm just that no, guy. You're, you're, you're you. You're Dr. Tim Andercust, insane person. <laughs> I'm literally I'm the me? guy. From that famous, like, YouTube clip, like, crying at the wrestling convention that it's still real to me, damn it. Like, I guess that that sometimes I feel like that. Well, we're half an hour. not about wrestling. We're half an hour. We're fucking half an hour into the show. We've got through three teams. 
Niners. Like 20 minutes alone. 49ers win total. 10 and a half. Playoffs, minus 335. Over. Division, 106. Conference, plus 450. Super Bowl, 9 to 1. I think the Niners are going to be good again. They're very well coached. They have a good defense. They have good offense. Very efficient offense. Shit happens, though, when you lose the Super Bowl. Under. I think they still make the playoffs 9-7, and 10-6, and six, something like that, but I don't think they, they dominate again this year. I agree with everything you said. I, I'm a fan of everything, but I've just done this enough to know shit just happens when you lose the Super Bowl. It was like the Rams last year. Just like you lose in the Super Bowl, just bet under the next year. Yeah, but the they're in like the a Patriots way lost better. The Super Bowl. Yeah, but the Super Bowl, the Patriots also go to, Super Bowl. but they also go to the yeah. Super Bowl every year. They're they're the outlier, <laughs> not the norm. Um, very good team, very good roster, set up for extended success. Unlike the Rams, yes. so I don't really feel like I see what you're saying there. But I'm actually excited still for what the future holds for San Francisco. It felt quickly after the Rams lost that they were, like, entering doomsday. Well, they also went all in for that yeah. season. And, and then they tried to go all in the next year, and too, and now they're left with nothing. They wanted and to Jeff sell also hates PSLs the Rams because for they're a stadium. LA. Yeah, and now they can't. And now they they can't, yes. Uh, so the coin is going over on the San Francisco 49ers. I assume you are, too, Tim. Yeah, not heavy, but they are my division champion at 11-5. and five, And I think they get over the number, and I like them. Maybe 12 and four. I could see it. I mean, 10 and six is, is certainly an option and then you lose it, but uh, I do like it. Uh, I don't think there's value on any other bet on the board, but there is on taking them on the over. So Tim is picking San Francisco to win the NFC West. I am going to pick Seattle to win the NFC West. Jeff, who are you taking? It's weird because I'm taking the under, but I'm going to cop out by saying they will win the division. So you think that they tie Seattle at 10 and six, but have the tiebreaker with the way that your picks have gone? Uh, I guess potentially, because if you're still asking me who's going to win the division, I'm going to bail out and say San Francisco. But max confident bet in the division is that Rams under. That's Isn't it something that I would do to take the under on a team and then pick them to win the division? Wouldn't that be something I'd be accused of doing? It yeah, I just accused Jeff of yeah. doing it. That's what I mean. Like you, you said Jeff was acting like me. I just wanted to. NFC East. Who you got, Tim? The Dallas Cowboys. Over under nine and a half wins playoffs minus 250. Division minus 110. Conference seven to one. Super Bowl 15 to one. All I've heard in the offseason, maybe it's a little NFL bubble that I'm in online, but the Cowboys are basically chiefs of the NFC. Don't believe that for a second. <laughs> really? I haven't read that much about them. I mean, there are teams I've read a lot about. The Cowboys don't seem to be one of them. Well, can we do oh, no, this? Hold on. We, let's do this. Do we want to do it now? Okay. Yeah. It's no <laughs> so if people don't know, Tim, do what? <laughs> Tim mentioned the other day that all he hears about is how good the Jets are. Everyone's talking about how They're the biggest good story the in football. Jets are. And as it turns out, Tim only follows Jets beat writers on Twitter. But everyone's talking about them on his again, Tim, living your truth. He literally referenced blow his, up. You mentioned your feed as your proof that the Jets are the best story of training camp. Not the best story, the biggest story. My menchies blow up all the time with people tweeting like, oh, look, so-and-so had a reception or so-and-so blocked a pass. Like that's happening because everyone's seeing it. They are the number one story in football for good or for ill. 
and maybe it'll be for ill, but I cannot remember a year past where a team has been a bigger like story of the NFL than the Jets are. I'm not making this up. This is on my Twitter feed constantly. And I curate a pretty ecumenical, a pretty open-minded Twitter feed with lots of opinions and views. Okay, how many Jets, so, uh, how, how many Jets beat writers, players, team personnel do you think you follow overall? Several. Several. I, but I can give you numbers. How, how many Chargers beat writers or team personnel do you follow? Well, I follow their official team. And how many, how many like random Reddit friends that are Jets disciples of yours do you follow? Probably a large consortium as well. I, I don't know, but my point is, and I know you're trying to like try to make, but you, you don't want to accept the fact that we are the story <laughs> this year. I don't know how it happened. I don't know why it happened. It seems. I mean, I mean, I guess I do know because they're the marquee team in the AFC and in the biggest city, so they're going to command the most attention in some ways. But how they became a bigger story than the Cowboys this year? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? We, we, I, I they're not a bigger believe- story than anybody. Like everyone's listening to this, thinking, "What is he talking about?" Yes, I might have a favorite team, but I follow this whole league. I haven't heard an ounce more about the Jets than anybody. Like. You're tweeting stuff at me, too, about, oh, so-and-so had a block. No, I make fun of you because you go nuts when you see Darnold cutting air to nobody. (laughs) Sammy scrambles. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I listen. I listen. I love love my team, too. And when my internet feed is showing me videos of my quarterback throwing tight spirals. Anthony Lynn breathing. You're like. With nobody playing defense. I get a tingle. But it doesn't make me think I'm the story of camp. I don't understand. But you're, I follow you think you're the for league, years and years. You think you're the this, league story. The Jets. This year, yes. I'm not following a bunch of new people that I didn't used to follow before. Yeah, you still just follow this Jets year, beat writers. This year, for whatever reason, I've seen so much more Jets talk, hype, some of it derisive, some of it positive, than ever before. And I can't help it, but... It's just an objective fact on the ground that the whole league is talking about the Jets. And I'm fired up for it because, like, inject that into my veins. Let's go. But we're talking about the Cowboys, so I don't know why we took this tangent. But now you got me hyped. All right, let's reset on the Cowboys here. Over, under, I nine love, and a I half. Love this team. Shut up! We're fucking 35 minutes into this goddamn show. We're recording the next fucking one next. Like, shut up! You took the tangent, not me. For the record, uh, my timeline is filled with MMA news and Tim talking about the Jets. <laughs> Only thing people are talking about, <laughs> MMA and the Jets. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dallas Cowboys, nine and a half wins, minus 250 for the playoffs, minus 110 for the division, plus 700 for the conference, 15 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. When I said my Twitter bubble with the Cowboys and how excited people are for this offense, it's because of the efficiency that they bring to the table, or they have brought in the past. Now, if they get rid of Jason Garrett, yeah. they bring in Mike McCarthy, who's like, he hasn't found God, he's found analytics, apparently. That's what he did in his year yeah. off from being, you're fired! But Kellen Moore's still there, so hopefully that their offense still runs as efficiently as it did last year. And then all of a sudden, they just get C.D. Lamb dropped into their lap. So they have three... Yeah. T- Can you let me fucking finish talking? Can you? And now you have nothing to fucking say? Sorry, I went on mute. <sighs> Jeff, are you picking over or under? Over. I actually think the team is being... 
there's a lot more negative out there on Dallas. Like, I'm not seeing this, what you're seeing, that they're the Kansas City of People the, are just pumped for the offense. Sure, but I just think there's a lot of, like, um, questions in Dallas, maybe about the commitment to Dak Prescott, or I've even seen some people disrespecting Zeke when it comes to fantasy. Uh, I don't really, really understand any, any of that. Uh, I really like this team. I, I'm probably not where Tim is on this team, but I like this team to hit that uh, ten win mark. There's a lot of talent there. Well, I mean, they lose arguably their best defensive player. They bring in Gerald McCoy. He done already. I just don't know how good the defense is going to be. That'd be my one. Yeah, they Jalen Smith though. Jalen Smith's a great player. Do they, Tim? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of torn about Dallas too, because in one sense. Philly's a better team top to bottom, but they don't have the offensive firepower Dallas does or the star names that Dallas does. So someone who likes stars, I'm you know tempted towards Dallas, but I also know in my gut that Philly is a better football team. But I think that the Cowboys, that the Giants and the Washingtons aren't good. So I guess I can take their over and not be too scared about it. So I can take a, an over here, but I wouldn't bet it. So you're taking the over, Jeff's taking the over. The coin is going under on the Cowboys. I'm kind of just so torn. Like, I think they can win games just by literally blowing the doors off offensively on teams. But I, I'm really worried about this defense. And I don't know if Philly is a better team from top to bottom. Like, they just seem like they have a lot of holes. I know getting Slay really helps out their defense because their secondary was so shit last year. But And I think their quarterback is better. You think Wentz is better than Dak? I mean, Wentz can't stay, I, Wentz I, can't stay healthy. Like, he might be better I know, for but, three games. But Wentz had an MVP sewn up and, until he got hurt in the week 14. Dak has never been to that point yet. Though he had a really good year last year. Actually, an excellent year last year. He's never been an MVP frontrunner the way that, that sure, Wentz definitely that was. Wants. I mean, Fran Tarkington, contender for NFL MVP. Just, you know, it's ages ago, Tim. This, this isn't last. It's not even it was like a last year that Wentz was the MVP. And Wentz pulled this team into the playoffs last year when everyone, including myself, gave them up for dead. They got it in, what, eight and eight? They got it at nine and seven, and they beat Dallas to do it. Uh, yeah, maybe it whatever. just turns out that none of these teams I like both teams. Good. Well, maybe, but New York and Washington seem so bad that I think you have a lot of trouble taking your under only because there's four, three to four W's that you can like salt the way there. So, you know, if they're going to get under that number, you really have got to have big question marks, I think. I'm going to go under on Dallas, which brings us to Philly, over under nine wins, minus 177 to make the playoffs, plus 140 to win the division, 10 to 1 to win the conference, 18 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to go a slight over to them. I am kind of with him. I just... I put more faith into Philly, especially because, you know, they're, they're, I think Doug Peterson's an all right coach. I like Carson Wentz, and I do think that they were able to make the playoffs last year with all those injuries, with no defense, basically, and they still got there. Yeah. And now they're healthy again. We'll see how long Wentz holds up for, because the guy's always hurt. But for the moment, I, I think they should be the front runner for this division. If it wasn't, if you just looked at both these rosters and Dallas Cowboys wasn't in front of the Cowboys like odds, they wouldn't make any sense. Like they're overvalued. Like they always are. Cause they're the Cowboys. Like people will yeah. go to the window to bet on the Cowboys. Cause that's what people do. They're the most popular team in football. I like the Eagles to meet their over as well. And uh, I think they made one of the more shrewd moves of the off season, getting Darius Slay for, for less than I thought it would cost them out of Detroit. Uh, the I agree. The coin is going under 
And you're going over as well, Tim? Yeah, I like this Eagles team. All right, Quite so now let's get to some fun teams. Well, this team's not yeah. very fun at all. They're kind of toxic. But the Washington footballs <laughs> are up next. Over under five wins, plus 550 to make the playoffs, 13 to 1 to win the division, 60 to 1 to win the conference, 150 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm going over on the Washington footballs, five wins. Make your, make your case. I think Haskins isn't bad. I think you that. Think he's going to start? Yeah, I think he's going to start. I don't think that Alex Smith is actually ready to take over. That's at least been the reports at a camp that he can get back on the field. He can like kind of do a little bit in practice, but he's nowhere near game ready when it comes down to it. And like, it's better off to see like if you're if everyone expects you to be bad anyway, and then you're sexually harassing everyone in the front Mm -hmm. office, and like you're probably going to have to end up selling the team. Like that. That's what this all comes down to. Like Snyder sells the team, they change their name and try to get rid of this past, right? Uh, the part of the past that you don't want to talk about, absolutely. Uh, is there any, I mean, besides Super Bowl wins, is there any part of this past that people like, what people envision with the Washington Football Club, Washington FC, that like all these new stories coming out, like it's just horrible. It's just horrible stuff. Yeah, not like much the, nice the to be Snyder, said about it. The Snyder era in general, like, can you just erase that from history? Like, just get rid of the guy? Even, like the Clippers did with Sterling? Even poor Ron Rivera is now sick. Yeah, that sucks. Like, and Jack Del Rio would be next up to actually to be the head coach of this team. With his Washington football team leather jacket on the sidelines? I'm sure. I, I think Haskins improves. I don't hate what they've done on offense. Like, I like Terry McLaurin. I don't think that they're going to be good by any means, but I think they can score points. And one of the underrated things about them last year, their defensive line is actually pretty good. They can get to the quarterback. Like, their defense sure. isn't an atrocity that – they have a much better head coach now. I like Ron Rivera as a head coach. I think he can bring some stability, make them act like a professional football team, which they were not at any point last year. I think he makes them somewhat competitive. Like you say that Dallas and Philly are just going to run over this division. They're going to go four and two at worst in case they lose to the other team, but they're going to wipe out the Giants and the Washington footballs. Division games are tough. No matter how Washington or how yeah. bad teams are every single year, division games are tough. Uh, and Washington I think, strikes I think, me the same way that just the let, Niners were when they had Shanahan that first year, an excellent coach, but uh, talentless. And so they'll do quite poorly, despite having a really good coach and setting a good infrastructure for the future. Seems to me in two years' time, this team could be every bit as good, particularly if they, they get Trevor Lawrence, which I think they're probably the front runners for him. Uh, just it's a team that is two years, three years away doesn't quite have the, the top line talent to compete. So under. Oh, you, you like hearing yourself talk. Just keep talking. You host the show. I have nothing else to say. No, no. You, you apparently have a ton to say. You can't even let me finish a thought without you jumping in. You fucking continue. Or we're waiting. I put myself on mute because I have nothing else to say. Jeff. I'm on the under. Uh, I think there are big holes on this team. Offensive line, uh, I like Terry as the as the receiver there. But outside of that, I don't really trust many of the offensive weapons here at all. I agree the defense is underrated. They have AD. I, li- I like... <laughs> Tim's guy. I like Ron Rivera. Uh, but this... this is boat, AP starting? I still think this boat goes backwards before it starts rowing forwards. Uh, alluding to maybe what Tim's proclamated for a future draft situation. Uh, they could be 
Pardon my ignorance. Would them in Jacksonville be the favorites, like for first overall at the moment? Have to be in the Jets. By actual oh. odds, it's the Jets. Like they're projected. No, no actual I'm, odds. I'm telling not. you by the odds. I just looked them up. They're not the Jets are not the favorite for the first pick. I just looked it up. I just said they're top three. What are they? Carolina might be near there. Deleted it for God's sakes. I imagine it's probably Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville Washington, Washington and the Jets. The Jets. Those are the three teams. Carolina should be there. The New York Giants. Maybe they're in the running for the first overall pick. Their over-under is six. Playoffs plus 370. Division 10 to 1. Conference 40 to 1. Super Bowl 80 to 1. Now, can you make the same argument that I just made for Washington? If Haskins takes a leap, if Daniel Jones takes a leap. Can. It's like, one. It, it, they have to win one more game than Washington would have to. Actually, two to actually cash your ticket. Well, no, because Washington would have to win six to cash the ticket. The Giants would have yeah, to win sorry. seven. Uh, yes, yeah, so actually, have to cash the ticket. They'd have to win the se- the seventh. But I'm going to take the over there. Uh, I don't think they're as bad as people put them out to be. I'm not seeing some huge NFL like rebound from really bad to really good. But I think they're going to be one of those teams that turns it around this year. Uh, I like a lot of the pieces there. They seem to have really invested into just strengthening that roster, uh, becoming a deeper football team. They lose Solder, who's opting out. They lose Xavier McKinney, their second round safety, who was supposed to be like a linchpin of their defense. I think that they're not very, they're very similar to Washington. They just have names that you know, because they're a New York football team. They have guys you would draft in fantasy, so it makes it seem like they're better than they are. That would be my take on it. I'm going under on the Giants. Tim? Yeah, I have nothing nice to say about this team. I don't see how they could get to seven wins. I don't think Jones is good enough. I don't think that the coach has any sort of pedigree to be able to sort of whip this team into shape. Seems like he's actually kind of an amateur from what I can tell. Uh you know, Barkley's good, I guess. So, but that's a running back. So what does it really matter? I think the defense is question marks. I don't love the receiving talent by and large. Nothing to be excited about. Uh, they might get t- have 12 teams in the playoffs in the NFC. And I still don't think the Giants would make it. Uh, I, I don't see how you could ever get to seven wins and cash a ticket here. And I think it's just a tax of paying a New York team to have to bet six. Well, I don't what, think it, you don't let what, what this it, ride, wide receiver core is what you're going to pick on about it, the Giants. You no, know, it's uh, one of them. One of them. But it's actually like the really receiving like the best part of yeah, the team. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. But I don't think it's very good. Do you know why but he's doing this, good. Jeff? Tell me. I don't think. Because he can't handle the Jets not being the best new, quote, unquote, <laughs> New York team, the best New Jersey team. The Giants are we better. The, the Giants are better than the Jets. They have a better quarterback. They have better receivers. They have a better Tight running end. back. Like, they've, they beat yeah. them last year head-to-head and had a better record. We were the better team. It's it Tate, Shepard, Slayton. That's a good core with Ingram. Like, there's weapons there for, for Jones. Yeah, not even the best set of weapons in the stadium, let alone. Anyway, no, I, I don't. Sorry, proving Pat's really point. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. Uh, let's pick Over. winners. I'm going with Philly to win the East. Jeff, me too. Philly. Right. So round of Philly, yeah. just like last year. This is the only one we were all right on last year. I actually want to. Well. I could be tempted to bet that over. My favorite bet in the division might be the Philly over. Just like my favorite bet in the last division was Rams under. Let's take a break from football so I can tell you about Hello Fresh. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with Hello Fresh, America's number one meal kit. 
HelloFresh lets you skip the trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can get some of uh, HelloFresh's gourmet recipes, like their balsamic fig sirloin. Sounds great. And they're over 60% cheaper than the average meal out, so you can enjoy a restaurant-quality dinner for less. And don't take that for me. That's from Zagat's Dining Trend Survey. So that's not just me making it up. It's fact. It's delicious and nutritious variety that is delivered by HelloFresh. Over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure the freshest recipes are delivered to your door. And it's flexible for your health style. You can keep your fridge stocked by adding extra proteins or sides like garlic bread to your weekly order. And it's so easy to change your delivery days or food preferences and you can skip a week whenever you need. I can tell you that feeding my whole family has never been easier. I got a big family now. It never used to be that way, but now it is with larger box sizes and more servings for more savings. So me, I have like two of the servings. My wife, she has one. Then we split up the other one between the kids. It works out perfectly with HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80PME and use code 8080PME to get a total of Eight zero eighty dollars off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, eighty dollars off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com/80PME and use code 80PME. Back to the show. NFC North, Green Bay Packers. NFC championship loses last year. They're over-unders eight and a half. Playoffs, minus 130. Division, plus 180. Conference, 13 to 1. Super Bowl, 28 to 1. They were the lucky team by the stats last year. Do you know who it was the year before? It was the Bears. Two years ago, it was the Bears. I mean, I guess that means that the uh, Lions or Vikings are going to wildly overachieve what they should do this year, uh, just based on how this division kind of turns itself around. I don't think that they're bad, though, because some people say, oh, they went, what did they go, 13-3 and last year? I, I, lost, so. I lost my shirt dealing the with this team last week, yeah. last year. I couldn't stand it. Because there's one thing to say that they were lucky and they're not going to win 13 games. I can buy that. But to say that they were lucky, they won 13 games, but this year they're going to win four seems insane. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like that they were really fair. a nine and seven, 10 and six team who won 13 games. That happens every single year. They still have Aaron Rodgers. It seems like he has something to prove. They were the worst team roster that I saw make a conference championship in. Since oh. the Jets had Mark Sanchez? I don't want to say that because we see some like. I'll take oh, that, that back. I was, was not great. that team making it to the final four was one of the greatest accomplishments in sport last year. <laughs> Cause that roster was nothing to brag about. And it seemed like they were getting by every week with something else. But at the same time, I don't know. I kept, they, they did something right. And it they, cost me money. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers wasn't overly efficient or overly good last year, but they just continue to win yeah, games. They're going to run the ball very effectively. they, I mean, they spent their pick on a backup quarterback and a third-string running back. So they didn't improve at wide receiver at all, but their defense was good. It was young. It was good, and maybe they get, continue to get better. Eight and a half just seems like a really low number for the Packers, doesn't it? They can't stop the run. That's a real problem no, it's they not, have. It's a, it's, that's not a real problem in 2020 NFL it is in the It is in the N- a- NFC North, like it or not, given the way that the, uh, their opponents are likely trying to attack them. 
and what the Niners did to them in the championship game, which was just tear the, the their limbs off, right? I didn't Garoppolo throw seven passes or eight passes in the game. Like that is how you look at the way that the Vikings and the way the Bears are set up and to a lesser extent, the Lions, those teams are going to try to ground you to death to win their football games. So it, it does matter in that division and you play six of your 16 games against them. So being unable to stop the run actually is more relevant here than with, with most teams. I don't know what to do with this team because like, I don't, I mean, I love one team in this division, but I don't think they can win it. And everybody else I don't like, I, I'm going into this one right now. I still have a question mark. It's the only one of the eight divisions. I still have a question mark at the second as to who I'm going to pick to win it. Cause I have absolutely no feel for it. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm like Teddy KGB. These guys have alligator blood. I can't get a read on them. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, I guess I'm going to take the over slightly with Rodgers and the defense on the back end with some of the, the secondary guys kind of figuring it out. And, you know, I don't think that Adams, like I don't think the receiving core or running game is as great as people think it is. I think they're terribly. No, no one thinks that the receiving core is good. They have one of the five best receivers in football and that's it. Yeah. Who I don't think is nearly as good as people think. And same with the running backs, but nevertheless, Nine wins. You're telling me should Aaron Rodgers get to nine wins? I, I think he will, so we'll take the Packers. Paul, what were you going to say? Um, I mean, he said that everybody in the division is going to run down your throat. I understand with the Vikings, obviously they have yeah, The Bears and Lions aren't. <laughs> the, the Lions the ran like are. nine running backs last year, and they were all horrible. And then David Montgomery is He's already kind of trash. Tariq Cohen is more of a gadget guy of the backfield. I don't know who's running all over them. In this division, that this is not like oh, a running back strong throw? division and by just, any just means. Ask, just ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers how how great a great run defense is going to make your defense. <laughs> exactly, the Bears yeah. just aren't going to be able to throw it that many times. That next division is just stacked with good running backs. Uh, so Jeff, one. where are you going on the Packers? I'm going to take the slight over. I'll be the lone wolf here. Give me the under. I would be tempted if someone offered me, uh, you can met, make these bets. Will team make the playoffs? I'd be tempted to take the no if it was a yes, no option, just not the yes there. I, I don't believe. I, I think this team is going to, okay, your point. They won 13. They're not as good as 13, but yeah, sure. 10, 9, that's Are they fair. Six wins worse. That's a lot of that's a lot of wins. I think this team is in for uh, a, a regression, big time. Okay, Vikings are the next team up. The Kirk Cousins All Stars, Tim's favorite quarterback in football at one point, top five talent in football until he didn't sign with the Jets and he sucked. Their over under is eight and a half wins, minus one thirty five to make the playoffs, plus one sixty to win the division, twelve to one to win the conference, twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl. As I do almost every single year, I take the over on the Minnesota Vikings because they're a good team. They're not a great team. They're a very good team. They have very solid players across the board. Losing digs kind of hurts. And it doesn't seem like Justin Jefferson is like passing BC Johnson, like to move up the list. You spend a first round pick on a receiver. You'd hope he'd be better. But I don't know. I think they're pretty solid from top to bottom. Mike Zimmer is sort of an antiquated coach, but he's like Ron Rivera and Pete Carroll and these guys. They seem to be good enough to make their teams professional, solid, show up on Sundays, grind out games against teams that are not adequately prepared. I expect them to be one of the most prepared teams with like Zoom training camps and not playing preseason games. I would figure week one, as long as Dalvin Cook is there, which is still potentially on the outside, that his new contract isn't in and maybe he doesn't play week one and tries to sit out a la Melvin Gordon, but... 
I like the Vikings. I think they win this division, and I'm taking the over eight and a half. I'm with you. Over eight and a half, my pick to win uh, the division this year. There was a bit of roster turnover that you could argue is concerning. A lot of names left. Very few came in. Uh, a lot of veteran names that people probably would recognize. Uh, Stefan Diggs, Everson Griffin, uh, Linval Joseph. Uh, geez, the corner that's just really gone downhill also left. Xavier which is probably Rose. a good thing. But um, you made a lot of great points in how they'll be prepared and how much more maybe just being prepared will give you a leg up. Uh, early in the year eight and a half i see like people seem down on them i'm not nearly as down on them as the general consensus is i still think uh i still trust in zimmer and believe they are the class of this division so over eight and a half and i will take them to win the division coin is going over as well tim i assume like every year you're going under on the vikings yeah no i try not to let my biases get too much into this but let 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 me give you the first few games the vikings play this year and you'll see, like, they, they, they're in tough. Packers, Colts, Titans, Texans, Seahawks, Falcons. They might win one of those games. They might be one in five or one in six out of the shoot. But they're not even an, under, an, they an the, underdog in half of them. Like you're, Exactly. I so, I, you're now, so you're telling me they're going to get to their win total with one of the hardest schedules in football? It gets a little easier at the back end. But I don't even think that's that, that yeah, difficult of a schedule. You, you didn't scare me with the schedule. There's still a lot of like pick and pick them type games yeah, there you, that you, they you've can already easily called, You've already get called the Seahawks them. like a shitty team, so there's a guaranteed yeah. win according so to you. I think they'll win that game, but you, the Falcons probably not. Texans probably not. Titans probably not. What Colts, do you mean probably not. not? Like these are all like either coin flips, yeah. probably not. These like, are all under. Saying, these are all three this, point spread games that that will go this either is the way. Team that could start shockingly one and six, one and seven. And if they like uh, everything, I, listen, I, I don't disagree. They could start one and five over the season. They could be five and one. Sure. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. They can win. Six. I don't see it happening. It's, not, it's, it's not like their schedule Hold is on, Saints, 49ers, Patriots. This guy Chiefs. is going to do this here. But when we get to uh, when you get to watch an AFC show, he's completely going to scoff at the assertion that the Jets have an incredibly difficult schedule. Really I, don't, I, don't that, I don't think it's that tough. But anyway, oh, I thought it was because they're, they're not on their own schedule. Uh, but my my point was that uh, anyway, I, I just think this this team's got is flawed. Like they've got a linebacker bar that people love is not that good. They've got cousins who's not that great. They have a couple of good secondary guys. Not having digs is important. Uh, I like feeling fine, but I don't think he can carry the load by himself. They have a history of poorly picking first round receivers. Lane Treadwell turned into be. You know, not that great of a player. I don't know. I'm just looking at this Vikings team and I go, I don't know. I just am not impressed by them. They got they won a fluky playoff game last year, and then they got crushed by a good football team the next week. I don't find Cousins impressive. I don't find this team impressive. I think they could win six or seven games, and so I'm going to take the under. Chicago Bears up next. Tim's NFC champion from last year, I believe. Uh, seven and a half wins is their over-under this time around. Plus 180 to make the playoffs, plus the three. 80 to win the division, 20 to 1 to win the conference, 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I'm torn on this. Who do you think ends up starting at quarterback for them, Jeff? Foles. I think Foles does too. They it, Trubisky will have every opportunity to win that job by week one, but I they have every incentive to make him the guy right now. I know they just traded for Foles, but it's not like they gave anything up. It's just a salary cap problem for them at this point. But I know with Foles, I think they can be pretty confident. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. 
I agree. If they have Foles, I like their chances to be to really go over. If they're Trubisky's team, I I don't. So that's why they're a very t- tough team to pick. I'll pick the know. over just based on the amount of hate. The, like the I'll take the under because I'll I'll say seven getting. and nine. Here's how I would do it. So you guys, so over for the coin, over for Jeff, under for Tim. I don't really know either way. Um, I know that's not really saying anything, but to look at their playoff odds of almost two to one, instead of betting the over, just bet them to make the playoffs if you want to bet them over. Because if they go over the seven and a half, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Okay, agreed. But we're doing something where it's... No, no, I understand that. I'm just pointing that out. But yeah, no, that makes total sense. That's a good find. With the extra playoff spot, if they clear that, there's a hot higher probability they could squeeze squeeze it out speaking of squeezing it out the lions are up next for tim tim's buddy shower beats detroit lions for tim i'm going over on the i'm going to take the over on the bears too so tim your favorite team in football the detroit lions you've already called matt stafford the mvp now what happened to the guy that you picked to win mvp last year oh he's a backup quarterback now he's starting for the colts Oh, I thought you picked Jameis to win MVP. You told no, us I didn't pick him. I just wanted people to know. You told us to not not let anyone forget that you picked Jameis to win MVP. Those no, what words. I said was I'm not picking him to be the MVP, but remember that I said I almost picked him. That that I believe is what I said. Yeah, don't worry. I believe I picked Rivers, Rivers to so, be So MVP. the two guys that you picked to win MVP are no longer with their teams. Whatever. I, I'm backing off the Stafford MVP call a little bit because I'm not going to make that call. <clears throat> but I'll lay my cards on the table. I'm picking the Lions to win the division. I think they have they're, – they're an incredibly underrated team. I'll take Stafford right now over any quarterback in that division. Galladay, Jones, Amendola, Hawkinson as their receiving core. That's a darn good receiving core. on Johnson's a great running back. Uh, he's not even the running back. He, he's their second running back, and I think he's going to get a ton of carry because Swift is already kind of banged up, right? So I, I think it'll be – he'll get a ton of the carries. Their special teams is quite good. And now the defensive side, obviously losing Slay is a big deal. You hate okay. losing him, but I think Trey Flowers is a great player. I think Jamie Collins is a good player. I think that Danny Shelton's a good player. I, I think that this team actually has some talent. And in a division where I'm not enamored with any of those teams and didn't sound like any of us were particularly enamored with them. This is not a long shot dark to throw to say a team that could win seven games is going to win 10 and win the division. So I'm going to stake my claim, and I'm going to I'm going to go with it. Give me the Lions. I like what they're doing. Maybe Stafford's not the MVP. Remember, I said I kind of liked him because I think he could have a very last year. He was having one of the best quarterback years of anybody before his injury. People forget that and, after and, he got and, hurt, the no, Lions yeah, fell off a cliff. Do, do you know what everyone else also forgets that when he during just the peak of him being at his very top? Because you are correct that he was playing amazingly, and they still weren't even good. And you said that I think I'm going to pick Matt Stafford to win MVP next year. You said that on the show. What happened the next week, Tim? I think he got injured and didn't play again that season. But my point stands. I love what Stafford's doing. I like. I think he's one of the most underrated QBs in football. I love this team. I think this in a division where I'm not enamored with anybody. I think this team has the highest ceiling, but it does have the lowest floor. They could win four games. Like that definitely is on the table. <laughs> but I don't think any other team could go out and win eleven or twelve. And I mean that. So I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the over. I like it. I can see seven and nine, eight and eight. I can see the Lions being in that territory. I'm going to go under. I think that they're just more of a team that you'd want to draft fantasy players of rather than gamble on 
They just strike me as like almost like the old school Phoenix Suns where all of their guys like is Sean Marion really a great basketball player? Like, was he an elite level fan or real life player or was he just like the best fantasy player alive? Because he was amazing in fantasy. It seems like all of Detroit's like hype guys are all fantasy guys. They have a terrible coach. This roster is not great from top to bottom. They do have really good offense, but it's very one-dimensional, and they fall into bad habits really quickly. And I just look at all of the other teams, the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears. There's at least the Bears quarterback situation is not good, but they're still going to like, if that doesn't work out for them, they'll run like a grinded out offense. Like I prefer the other team's coaching staffs, their rosters top to bottom, their defenses. I just think the other three teams are more balanced and that's going to win it. So I'm going under on the Lions. Yeah, I'm not here for the Lions. I'm going to take the under as well. And I'm going to ask Tim, because I tried to get it a few months ago. Will you bet me on Chargers versus Lions wins? I don't know. I don't know. You, you, you just got them going to win 10 games to win the North. The Chargers play with yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, but I've been City. coming around more on the Chargers. Oh, than no, no. It was going so like, well. Not, like, Stop, not we'll like, save it. No, 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 not like playoffs good, but uh, maybe. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm i coming around more on them. You, oh, maybe it was the win-loss been doing a good was, job. Maybe it was the win-loss record because you told me three. You're getting, me, you're getting them more. Yeah, I know I said that, but I have, you know, just like I was down on the Cardinals earlier in the year, I've sort of come around a little bit. He's trying to so, curse the Cardinals now because he has money against them. <laughs> that, these are not the types of games I play. Anyway, I don't know, Jeff. Maybe we'll see when we get to the the Chargers discussion. But I, I, I still think I think the Lions will win more. But I think it's close-ish. Certainly prefer uh, Stafford over Herbo. I, I don't know. AFC or sorry, NFC South. We're starting off with the T Bay Bucks over under nine and a half. What wins. is that juice? I don't know. I don't know. What, what did you guys pick for division winners? I I'm writing the them down. I said it. Okay. Thank Do I you. even need to be here? <laughs> I'm curious how a nine and a half Tampa isn't like minus two twenty. The way the world thinks you're, they're you're Super on your Bowl. phone half the time anyway. You can you can do this stuff, no, buddy. I got all my notes on my ads and additions. Since we're all interrupting, uh, Pat, I just wanted to say that Trevor Lawrence to the Detroit Lions confirmed after that last little statement. <laughs> There when that happens, we got to dig this clip There up. were rumors. There were some stories. Let's reset. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over under nine and a half wins. Playoffs minus 177, plus 150 to win the division, plus 750 to win the conference, 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. I walked big time. I let the hype get too much of me last year, and I walked into that stupid Browns trap, and I will not do it again this year. Under Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they might be the worst team in this division. They have a bad defense. Brady is washed. Can I He's kiss not you? not with Bill Belichick. And I, the one thing I've kind of been harping on is consistency in teams. Could they be awesome? Yes. I am willing to throw that out, that they could be 13-3 and three and be amazing. But at the same time, I just... Is Brady really going to be better with these weapons than Jameis was? He's not going to so. throw 35 picks. That, that's a good sign. Yeah. Is he going to throw 30 touchdowns? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't need to. But they don't seem to have a modicum of a running game. They have like three tight ends who they don't seem to know how to use. It's going to end up like being Gronk over and over. I don't know if Brady can unlock the Mike Evans what he does best potential. Getting downfield. Godwin's going to eat. Thank you. Completely agree with that. But I just don't see where this defense is coming from. And like, you're telling me they're better than the Saints? And like, are they better than the Falcons? Probably not. I love you. 
Thank you. I can't believe I thought I was going to be alone here. Like I've had to put up with this crap for months. And there is also for one months. big factor of picking the under on the Buccaneers. Do you know what that is? What? Tim, who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? I'm picking Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. Okay, well, you you, you hold on a second, because I'm going to add on to Pat's words, and then you can come in on the other side. For starters, I've checked the juice, and seeing that they're asking for Tampa, nine and a half wins, only 50 cents, when I think the books could get a ten and a half here and get the same bets from the same people. Explain that to people who don't understand what you're talking about. My point is, Tom Brady... No, we're not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I was just going to do it. I said, can you please explain what that means to people who don't know what you're talking about? 50 cents on the juice. juice. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Minus 150, as in, uh, to get that over, it, it... Tampa Bay over to win $100, you'd have to bet $150 to win the $100. i am here to say at 9.5, I suspected that would be flirting with $200, minus $200. I thought in order to make that bet to win $100, you would have to bet closer to $200, not $150. That's telling me right there, that doesn't align one bit with their Super Bowl odds. Vegas knows this could be a pumpkin, but they know you all want to bet them to win the Super Bowl. I do not care. I do not care. It's telling me all I need to know that this team um, might not be very good at all. No preseason games, no proper training camp. Brady's a legend, but now he's 43. This isn't 34-year-old Brady. This isn't 38-year-old Brady. This is a 43-year-old quarterback. Come going, on. Going to a new coaching staff, too. And not to say that, like, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels are some masterminds over stupid hat Bruce Arians. But at the same time, McDaniels and Belichick, we acknowledge they're good coaches. But they also know how to protect Brady and get him to do what he does well. Because they've been around him for so long. I don't know if Arians right out of the gate is going to do that. Like, I could see this being a team that, almost like Tim said about the Rams when we spoke earlier, that, hey, they got really good in December. They looked awesome. I could see that happening with the Bucks in December. I could see them stumbling out of the gate. But you don't get mulligans in this league. No. They don't allow the playoff spots like they do in the other sports. Although, granted, we've got an extra one. one, which is a big relief, especially for me. I'm in a division Listen, with Mahomes. They, they, they could go 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs still and still go on to win the Super Bowl. Maybe, that's, that's in sure. play. I, I just, from what I know, I've seen this sport too long. The, the team that has all this offseason turnover and the team that the, the ESPNs and the books want to tell me is going to win the Super Bowl never does anything. Doesn't. I, if I'm wrong, I can be, I'll be wrong. Uh, but I'm going to go to the window. Tom Brady, like you said, he can't utilize this receiving. This receiving core has to change for Brady, not the other way around. And if it was them being able to do what they do best and Brady being able to adapt to them, maybe I would trust that more. But without any real live reps, I'm worried. I'm worried about Tampa. Um, And I'll say this again to close. This over nine and a half minus 150 tells me all I need to know because the books could put a 10 and a half out there. At even like minus 135. And Pete, the same person would bet it. Because Tom Brady's a buck. And they got Gronk. Watch. Now let's hear from Watch. that person. Tim. 
So I think I dispute slightly Jeff's contention that this team has reached the level of hype that like Cleveland did last year or other teams in years past. I no, actually it's think identical. It's there's identical. been like real pushback. I've seen real pushback of that approach on TV and in podcasts and such. So I actually don't know that they are People as push back on as the Browns hype though. Been. It's not yeah. like, it's not like it not didn't go unchallenged. What do you mean? There's a lot of people, <laughs> the Browns. There's a lot of people who are trying to be too really clever and want to get out there to say, I actually think the Tampa is being overhyped. I don't think the hype has matched the pushback is what I'm trying to say. Uh, they are I the mean, third favorite to win the NFC behind the 49ers and the Cowboys. Well, why wouldn't they be? Because they're, like not, the, they're have, not even the best team in their division. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I mean, obviously I think they're going to win the division. I think, I think the underrated part of this team is their front seven. I think they have a ton of talent that hasn't taken advantage yet. Sue, Via, Golston, JPP. There's some darn good players on that side who, if they can just show some life, that's all you really need. Because Tampa's too. offense. That's great. They have Tampa, a great defense yeah. for 1996. Okay, but that's you know, play the cards that you're dealt. And I'm saying they have some guys on the defensive side who can be playmakers. They don't need to be a shutdown defense. They just have to be adequate. And if they're adequate, assuming that there aren't terrible injuries in the offense, this offense is going to be no worse than it was last year, but it won't have nearly as many turnovers. Tampa went 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight last year with 33 interceptions or whatever. If it's 14 interceptions, 33,000 probably win their divisions. Yards. Right, they probably win their division. Brady is what two years removed from being an MVP. Like you can tell me that 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 he isn't uh, that he's forty three, but at forty one, he was winning an MVP. And you and called his demise Bowl, every so. year. So what am I, su- I I'm this supposed the, to? This is the first year in the past fifteen years you think that Brady is good and not washed up. So therefore, so, he's going to be washed up. So maybe I've learned my lesson. I'm saying that I think that there has been a lot of premature shrugging. And Tim again is living his truth, by the way. When he's when he's when he's no one no one wants to address the fact that if you just put stat lines up against each other, Brady's looks like brissettes. I I will say that I could care less about the Gronkowski edition. I I don't think he moves the the needle whatsoever. But I know they have two of the four best receivers, five best receivers in football. Brady, they do. Godwin and Evans are right there. Like, there aren't very many players you take before them, right? Well, I mean, this is from the same guy who said that Robbie Anderson was a top 10 receiver. So when we get to Carolina, well, I no longer, they also have two I, top 10 receivers? I, I no longer believe that. But, I don't know. I just, I like this team a lot. I Everything, I believe in Bring the, the offensive jacket. skill. And the front seven, I think, are good enough to keep this team alive. So, I'm taking them. It was my gut, my hunch, and I'm not one to waver or flip flop. I'm taking them. I don't need to like put down my friend who will never watch. Go ahead. This. I have to explain. No, I'm not no, talking about you. you. I got a friend oh, okay. because I've been kicked off a sports book, so sometimes he'll let me use his, and I'll go in and I'll look at my <laughs> bet so I could see, you know, what he has pending. This guy just loves his chalk, like just <laughs> eats it, just will drink it. We'll 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 take it off the from the teacher and just mow on it like I do Tums on a Sunday. Well, guess what bet I saw in there like four months ago? Tampa to win the Super Bowl, like 12 to one. (laughs) I'm telling you, they they got you. They got you, people. But watch. It's not going to be fun. Sorry, it might be fun, and it'll be on in prime time a lot. And I hope they sell a lot of freaking jerseys, and they probably already have. Oh, they will. As uh, as we know, living up north, that 
um, our good friend Arap. He uh, he was the kind of the first person who clued me into this. But he had the grandparents who would go to Tampa in the winter time. So there's all these like sea covert Bucks fans around. Bucks and Dol- real you have no idea how many Dolphin fans I know. Dolphin Arap, much like me, several uh, no, part several. of part of the same tribe. Um, last name's Feinberg. The, I know so many guys that just their their boobies, as we like to call them, would bring them back a Dolphins pennant in like 88, and they were just fans for life. Uh, yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it. So that's a common thing in the community, uh, fans of Florida teams. The Jaguars were late, though, at least in my friend group. We already Yo, had, they, we they had teams around by 96. Yeah, we 96, had, 95? I mean, yeah. My father is a diehard Dolphins fan. Like, as crazy as I am about the Jets, he's that crazy about the Dolphins. Which is so weird. <laughs> like, not he that he likes the Dolphins, but you like no, but the Jets. But, but is that the Dolphins the used to be a preeminent franchise? They, they were, were undefeated team. In Marino. I mean, he said they, he, when he was a little boy, they liked the colors and they were really cool. No, when they he was they like, went oh, from being undefeated in the seventies to having Marino in the eighties. It made sense, but uh, it, would be, it would be like a lot like right now that if Cam ended up being on the Patriots for the next ten years and being really good. Yeah, that they go from this dynasty to oh, all of a sudden they're good again. Yeah, but they also never stop being the Niners the same way. You go from Montana to Young, like like Favre to Rogers. There's a couple yeah. of these teams that do it. They have two decades or two and a half decades of just being relevant every single year. Agreed, and we do have, but but even like the Patriots and the 49ers. You know, now the Patriots are a preeminent team. When they were like bottom of the barrel but trash were, but, for but, three decades. But I would say like the only ones that can are evergreen preeminent are Steelers, what, Steelers Dallas. Packers, Dallas. Yeah, those are the only teams Not, that Niners ish because even when they're bad, they go in and out. But yeah, they had their lean years and it was weird. Yeah, they go in and out, and then there's like a rotating teams that can come in because the Dolphins for a while, at least early in our lives, were a preeminent franchise. With I, Shula and Marino. Like, if the Giants are good, the, the Giants, Giants can yeah. be that way. Or the footballs, if the footballs are good, but they're never good. Yeah. But Honestly, the Raiders are, too. People love yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders are. are I'll, I'll give, I'll the give Raiders. that to them. But the mainstream media doesn't like to include them. The fake news with mainstream the, um, media won't tell you the facts, Jeff. They they just still it just seems like the Steelers Packers Cowboys are are a touch above yeah, all. Yeah, I agree. Those. It's like the Lakers and Celtics, and not even yeah. the Celtics. It's like the Lakers in basketball. I would put the Celtics and Knicks. They're, they're not. The Knicks were. They're not though, because like if you want to get like if you're on first take and you're talking about the Celtics, don't move the needle. The Lakers do. But like Tim, do you no. think as someone who's 20 years old, like we still have Nick fondness and some memory? Like there's a whole other generation that only know them as being like Cleveland Browns type team. Yeah, maybe if you were a fan in the late 90s when they went to the finals, that'd be with the only in the early mid 90s yeah. when the Knicks were good. That'd be the only way that you'd have sort of a soft spot for them. So now we can talk about the actual division winner of the AFC South, the Saints. Ten and a half, I'm going over. Minus 380 to make the playoffs. Minus, minus 130 to win the division. I'll probably bet that five to one to win the conference, 11 to one to win the Super Bowl. Actually, there are bigger favorites than the Bucks are at this point um, to win the division and win the conference. They're just a better team. And their defense didn't really start to get going until the latter half of last year. I mean, these playoff exits, when Tim picks them every single year, maybe you can finally be off the Saints, Tim. That would be nice in the playoffs. And then they can actually win some of these games. No, I'm done with the Saints. I am washing my hands of them. I'm exhausted of picking them year after year in the playoffs and then finding stupid ways to lose and making it and redounding poorly on me. Well, it's funny uh, because it's about you, me. Well, I'm, I'm funny. It's funny because you pick against them all year long and say they're not going to be good. But as soon as they make the playoffs, like, oh, they're going to win. 
well, they're oftentimes playing the lesser of two evils, like when they're up against the Vikings or something. But no, I want nothing to do with them. They're they're my under. They're my strongest under play in this division. Maybe one of my strongest under plays in the NFC. I think that number's way too high in a division that's stacked. I think you're asking me to bet them for sure to go. I'm getting I'm getting odds to to take the under, right? I so, trust them a lot. Give it to me. I, I don't trust them. I trust I them a trust lot, them. and I actually really like their offseason, who left, who came in. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Ty Montgomery. I think those are good uh, fits. I was told that Ty Montgomery Don't. is the queen on the chessboard on this show last year. <laughs> uh, he just happened to be on the Jets, though. Okay, well, guess what? Guess what? If there's a coach in the league that can utilize the queen, he might be on the team now, because Adam Gase wasn't that. What? You aren't talking about Taysom Hill, their most exciting player. I just, I trust this team. I trust them to be prepared. Uh, uh-huh. Hopefully, this things with the stuff with Breeze happened early enough in the offseason that's just so water under the bridge. And I assume it, I t- it yeah. is. Stuff, and it will stuff be. moves, news moves yeah. at such a rapid news Can cycle. I, I actually forgot do about Do you want to know something? The week that happened, maybe the day it happened, and like all of the sports world was like, Try, not trying to cancel Breeze, but like call him Something out. Something else happened that day, didn't it? Or no, like the next I day? bet 10 bucks on Jameis Winston to be MVP at like 125 to 1. <laughs> I forgot they had Jameis now. Thinking too. that like, Last oh year, my right? God, Breeze will just take the NBC deal. Like, or, or who knows um, when all that stuff. But I love, well, I love Jameis Winston. If he gets a chance to like play a game. In this offense? I would, <laughs> I'd be so happy. I would agree. I think he's their best <laughs> chance to win. <laughs> Uh, I just look at the, I mean, we can talk about their offense. We know that their offense is going to be efficient. Uh, Breeze isn't what he once was in terms of like winning MVPs or throwing for 5,500 yards, that kind of thing. But this defense is probably the best in the division. And they do exactly what you want to do on defense in 2020. They attack the quarterback and they defend the pass. Boom. You tell me the difference between Ryan Tannehill and Drew Brees, and I'll tell you there's really no difference. But why? Whatever. I'm not even going to go. I'm serious. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know if I know the difference anymore. Fine. Sure. Who uh, cares? The, the, I, I would say that the one thing that I would say about those two is that I trust Breeze to be Breeze. I don't trust Tannehill necessarily to be Tannehill from yeah. last year. Who's, got a, who's more likely to turn into a pumpkin in 2020, Breeze or Tannehill? Tannehill. But Brady's fine, according to Tim. Breeze, not so much. And I'm not calling for Tannehill to do that, and we'll get there when we break them down. But if he's horrible, this like if he turns back to just the other guy... Is any like real no. football observer like shocked that no. he'd be YR one again? <laughs> <laughs> so over for Jeff, myself, and the coin under for Tim. Yeah, I feel good about it too. Uh, the Panthers now with Tim's pal Teddy B. Hold on, at QB. Tim probably hates them also. No, he loves them. He loves Teddy Bridgewater. But if he was this, the hold on, I'll tell you why Tim's going to be very anti-Panthers no, this year and going Panthers. forward. No, I'm no, gonna... no. I, did you just let me say the odds and everything. Sorry, I've been good. Yeah, you haven't been like Tim. Yeah, over under five and a half, five plus five fifty to make the playoffs. Division odds twenty-two to one. That is outrageous. Conference sixty to one. Super Bowl one hundred and twenty-five to one. Teddy B is their QB. They brought in Robbie Anderson, former top 10 QB or wide receiver, according to Tim, as their wide receiver three at this point. And then they have Tim's least favorite coach in football, O'Doyle Rules, because he wouldn't go coach the Jets. Remember how pumped Tim was for Matt Rule to be the Jets head coach? And then he turned them down. He wasn't any good anyway. And this is why I think Carolina will be the team in his crosshairs for a plethora of years to come. Any success this coach has 
will look negatively upon the Jets while they're not having success with their coach, and that will trigger Tim. They might be good with Lawrence next year. The Jets or yeah. Carolina? The Jets. Well, yeah, Stop I mean, it. if they, if Stop Seattle it. does give us the first or second pick in the draft, I suppose we'd have a crack at him. Oh, and you would take him over Darnold? No, I wouldn't. I'd trade him for, for a million picks and get them, too. So I like this Carolina team to go over five and a half wins. Do I think they're a playoff team? Eh, Maybe, maybe not. I think they're about an eight win team. Actually. I think Teddy B is a really darn good quarterback who doesn't get the respect. And he took over from the saints last year. That team barely missed a beat. And he did a very serviceable job in that, uh, with, with that team coming into Carolina, a team that is is of his own with again, really fantastic playmaker. I mean, CMC is such a huge boon for him. Time he's in trouble, he can just dump it over his shoulder to McCaffrey. And that is such an advantage to a quarterback who's learning a bit of a new system that he's got a safety valve at all times and in all places. So I don't know, this Carolina team, the last couple of years have been disappointments in part because one year Newton just wasn't very good. And the next year he was hurt and they didn't really have the, I mean, Allen really wasn't the quarterback for them, even though they weren't terrible. By any means, Bridgewater, I think, is a, is a cut above either of those two guys right now. And I, despite the fact that I think the coach is full of himself and doesn't know what he's talking about, he sort of stumbled into a pretty decent roster. And uh, I like the receiving core. I think the defense has some playmakers. I, I'm for this team to win eight games or nine games or seven games. Any of those easily clear the hurdle of five and a half. I think you have all your work cut out for you to say this is going to be a five and eleven or a four and twelve team. I I, I really struggle to see the logic in betting the under here. Bet me. Uh, I just think it's so hard to get there. So Jeff's going under. So is the coin. Yeah, bet me. Bet me. This is a. Here's the thing. I agree. It's nice. They're lucky to have a guy like Teddy um, who has some familiarity with their offensive coordinator. But this is now a new coach in an off season with a bad football team. And all installation is out the window with how this, like, proper installation, program, everything is out the window. I think the season's going to be a cluster, a cluster expletive in Carolina. And that's not an indictment on how I think the future is going to be there with that ownership, with this coach. Uh, they made trades this offseason, Pat, that made me thinking they're trying to literally just reset everything. Like when you got an offensive lineman. I got Trey Turner for Russell Okun? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, no, like I'm. That was one of a handful of moves, though. That wasn't the only move out of Carolina this off season. I think they have a plan. I think the the COVID situation almost gives them an excuse. I think it's going to be an excuse that they can back into uh, when the season turns to a disaster. This is. I will bet Tim if he wants on this five and a half. I think this thing's going to be three or four. Tim's in, team is in trouble. Tim talked about a stacked division when I want when we like the Saints, but doesn't bring it up for Carolina. Come on, man. I agree with Tim. I think that Teddy B is wildly competent. I think that he is above a baseline quarterback versus a lot of these teams. And I think that he can get up to when I said I was going to contradict myself about teams that I like stability for. And obviously this team has none of that. Uh, I think that bringing Bridgewater in, he's done enough now when he went to be the backup at the Jets, he was like, Learn their offense super quickly. He goes to New Orleans, learns their offense super quickly. I think he can get up to speed. 
very quickly. And I like the receivers. Like I don't love the receivers. I don't like Robbie Anderson as a fit with him, but I think DJ Moore is a great fit with yeah. him. I think Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I think great Ian Thomas core. is going to be pretty good. I don't know what their defense is going to look like. I don't know what their offensive line is going to look like. I don't feel good about the five and a half. I'm not going to bet the five and a half. I'm going to take on over for the purposes of this show. The number that sticks out to me, 22 to one to win this division. We get teams wrong every year, and shitty teams win divisions in football. And we look at this one and say it's the most stacked, but Tim made cases against the Saints. I don't think the Bucs are going to be good. Who the fuck knows with the Falcons? They could be 14-2 and two or 2-14. Two and 14. They're one of those teams. They could, just be, they could score 35 points a game and just lose because that's what they do uh, under this regime. 22-1 to one to win this division. The Washington footballs are 13-1 to one to win their division. Tampa is, if it was just the Saints and Tampa was Tampa from last year, and Carolina was exactly the same, and the Falcons were exactly the same, they would be 6-1, to 7-1. to one. So if you don't think Tampa's going to be awesome, which I don't, I do think that there is a bit of value. Like, I talked, about, I talked to you about this and Tim during baseball season. Like, is there an opportunity to bet the Marlins or bet the Orioles at, like, 250-1 to one and 125-1 to one just to win their division? I think Carolina is kind of that team in the NFL. Like, things can break right enough for them. They have enough good offensive skill players that they could win nine games and win this division, potentially, if shit goes weird. 22-1 to one just seems like a giant number. Numbers big. I agree there's value, but I'm not I, I just don't think it's gonna happen at all. I don't think it's gonna so happen either. I think it. there's a better than one in twenty-two chance it happens though. Isn't this a division where like teams went from last to first all the time? Yeah. That hasn't happened. Yeah, you're telling me there's a better than three percent chance that Carolina wins the division. I'm with Pat. All right, so I'm going over on the five and a half. Falcinos of Atlanta, the final team of the A, or sorry, NFC, over under seven and a half to make the playoffs, plus 220, eight to one to win the division. Conference, 25 to one, Super Bowl, 50 to one. I actually think the Falcons, eight to one to win the division, it isn't terrible odds either. Like, they, I kind of just spelled it out. Like, they could be a 14 and two team, they could be a two and 14 team. They have great pieces. I don't know about the overall quality of their roster. I don't know if bringing back Dan Quinn again just because the team rallied around him when they were already out of it last season was good enough, but at least it provides that stability yeah, that I was Yeah, I was going to say it almost a but, blessing. But at the same time, like, why weren't they good for him to begin the year? Yeah. Uh, now that we're out of it, let's try real hard to save his job, okay? <laughs> this team is, he's on the clock. It feels like the core in Atlanta is a bit on the clock. Or am I wrong about that? I mean, I, I guess it was when I say Blank's core, essential point, yeah. When I say core, I guess that just means Matt Ryan right. and Julio Jones together. Did Julio sign that extension? Yeah, Did that happen? yeah, because he almost wouldn't. Yeah, he got it late last. He got it. He's. I'm certain he got it. I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm Matt Ryan on is on the last legs of that type of quarterback being like a fundamental building block on an NFL team. Him and Stafford, just these the Drew Bloodso types. Yeah, just, Rivers, just the Rivers, big yeah. like, body I, pocket I just, passer. I just don't know if we see a lot of that type of quarterback moving forward. Certainly not getting drafted in the top 10. No. Like, there's going to be outlier guys, of just course. almost like it used to be, like where you'd have like a mobile quarterback or a run first yeah, you quarterback. Yeah, Michael Vick. Well, be, be an outlier yeah. while there was a bunch of statues. I think it's going to be completely reversed where you see not necessarily running quarterbacks, but mobile athletic quarterbacks. Yeah. versus Like Sammy Scrambles. Listen. Yeah, no. You're, Safe Space Sam, who looks like he has diabetes. You're absolutely right. Pounds. You're absolutely right. But at the same time, as you know, I caught an interview yesterday with my boy uh, down in Indianapolis. He acknowledges <laughs> all of those things, but says in the end, this game is won from in the pocket on third and seven. 
Sure. He, that is fundamentally correct. That um, is where the football games are won and lost. And, and who said that? Philip Rivers. Okay, how many Super Bowls he won? Zero. How many uh, AFC championships he won? He played one with a torn this? ACL. H- how about this? Don't get to third and seven. Play Ravens football. Have third and two all the time. I would like. Well, the that. Ravens football just. We still would have punted on fourth and one when third and two wasn't converted. Or do what the 49ers did last year. I agree with everything you're saying. Just get first downs. How about that? I'm just saying. On first down. In the end, this Play game. football. In the end, the games are going to still be won and lost by third and seven in the pocket. Just Correct. That, that sort of thing. When it's it came re- down to it, the Super Bowl, Mahomes won the, the Super Bowl by making that exact type of pass yes. in the pocket. Right? Yeah, in the pocket and just chucking it up 50 yeah. yards downfield. And how Correct. Did they, and, 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 how they, and how yeah. did they continue to get to yeah. that point? Because he was mobile yeah. enough to get away from the rush and was even, even able to run for a few first downs to extend that drive. Absolutely. And being able to move the pocket sideways, it keeps defenses off balance and it gives you other options when plays break down, like Stafford, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers. They don't have those other options when the play breaks down. Stafford more mobile than people more, think. Yes. Yes, kind of like is. a, kind of like a. Well, maybe not as much as Roethlisberger, who was always like evasive and mobile. He's evasive because pe- he's like shifty for five years. Yeah. So he can push everyone off because he's a giant. And then uh, yeah, he could pull. Yeah, the whereas pile. someone like Mayfield is just panicky because he doesn't know how to play the position and just runs. <laughs> still jealous. He's we'll get there. Still, I can't believe the Brads were so bad last year, and he's still jealous of <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I'm gonna say under on Atlanta, Me even too. though I picked them for the NF- to make the NFC Championship last year. I, I feel like a lot of the ugly habits that started last year will reoccur. I don't like the depth on this team. The defense is just an unknown. It could be all right. It could be really bad. Remember yeah. like after they came out of the bye week, their defense was really good all of a sudden? They'll beat the Saints twice somehow. Yeah, they squeezed the Saints well, I still twice last year. Tim's still upset that they got robbed in a game they lost by like 28 points. <laughs> oh, that was two Thanksgivings ago. They were so much better than the Saints in that game, but people like, like, weren't by 30. They could have. They really. It was a couple. They got of to the red zone turnovers. like three times and did not score. <laughs> they they didn't cover the thirteen and a half in that game. They were it's they were the right side year. though, Jeff. <laughs> then they played them again last year and covered the number, but only did that because they recovered two consecutive onside kicks. Uh, they're not playing on Thanksgiving for the first time this year in a while. Uh, I guess we get a break. I, I think the entire time that we've been doing the pick show, which we do every single week, but Atlanta's been overrated. It just we we don't get Atlanta <laughs> right. Like when Atlanta like wins games, we're against yeah. them. When we so think no, they're going to win, they get beat. Like it's weird. I think Jeff has a very good handle on the Falcons. He can tell exactly the types of teams that will manhandle them That's and the true. types of teams that can't. Yeah, they don't like, do they well with tough, tight yeah. those teams. Yeah, yeah. Fiz- if yeah. they go play San Francisco, they're cooked. But if they play a finesse team, yeah, the Chargers, uh, they'd in, hang around. Yeah. It'd be in, a, it'd be a last possession fairness, game. Fairness, they went into San Francisco and beat them last year. But the type of team, I'm not saying that's gonna. I'm, no, but I, I, I remember that point because it was early in the year, even before the Titans took off. They were playing yeah. Atlanta, and you just knew, like, no, there's a level of physicality that Atlanta always seems unwilling to match when they're in those types of games. Um, Agreed. Yeah, but you wonder does. <laughs> The Dan Quinn thing, they're probably going to be there again last year, but it's probably beneficial. They don't have a brand-new coach right now. Yeah, I mean, for this season, potentially so. Or it could just go horrible again. I'm going under. Tim, what are you doing? We'll take the over. All right. Uh, Jeff, I'm taking New Orleans to win this division. Tim is taking Tampa. Who are you taking? New Orleans. All right, so let's make our NFC championship predictions. Tim, hit me. Tampa over Philadelphia. Tampa Bay over 
Philadelphia. Jeffrey. Philadelphia over Minnesota. I am going to go New Orleans over the Seahawks. Yeah, the two teams I like least in the NFC. Uh, I wish I had those picks. Galaxy braining you people out here. Who does Tim like the least? It's Pick weird though teams. that the only reason I'm not saying the 49ers is because something weird happens to all teams that don't win the Super Bowl. Unless you're the Patriots. But they are no, they're just always in the Super Bowl, so they almost don't count. They have so much experience in not winning the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl that it all offsets. I like think last year. I think so too. Paul, do you have a pick or do you care? For the NFC? Yeah. Eh. All right. Eh. Uh, not really. No. I want to say I do think I my think favorite to win total is the Rams under. Very competitive conference. It is. This will be the more like, it won't be more interesting for like our show because both of the, all the three teams that you three like are all in the AFC. And I just get to have fun when they're not good. But I have a bias. What's better the for the show? Football is just always better. What's better for the show, that the Jets and Chargers are good or that they're bad? Bad. Uh, I think exceptionally good or exceptionally bad. What's good for the show is the Jets being hot in the first couple of weeks and then the full-blown full melt. Yes, what is best for the show? Or, or the other way around, that they're like 0-12 but win their no, last no, no. four games. The, yeah. What is absolutely best for the show is who do you play week one, Tim? Buffalo. Buffalo. Sorry, Paul. Cover your ears. This they annihilate the Bills like that week one versus Detroit on Sam's rookie season, and we get this like bravado. I'm going to the Super Bowl. For the record, the Jets are Jeff's second favorite team, thirty second favorite Correct. team because the Chargers occupy one through thirty one. No, the Colts are your second favorite team. Oh yeah, I got a second favorite team. I can't wait to talk about that. Third, I do too. Team. I have whoever's playing. The, I have whoever's playing the Seahawks this year as my second favorite team. That, listen, if the Chargers owned, when the Chargers made the draft day trade with the Giants all those years ago and we owned extra first rounders, there's nothing like cheering again. Like every loss no, is like four slots it's, down the board. It's the first time I've ever had this experience where we have two years in a row their first round picks. My emotional state will almost be as happy with a Seahawks loss as a Jets win. Almost. Imagine that if somehow the Seahawks don't get the 11th pick next year, they get the second pick. How bummed Tim's going to be. <laughs> How, how do you think Adams is going to be there anyway? Did you? Did you? Yeah, no, did, did, Adam, Adams, isn't, Adams isn't good anymore. The, who, who's the loser? No, no, they got I didn't back say that. Who, fine, who you I think guess. is? So who did they get back for him? They got McDougald, who's really who you had really never good. heard of before, but now you think is better than Jamal Adams. You go watch some of his highlights on YouTube; they're exceptional. <laughs> he is and actually really good, and it's one of those situations. The Seahawks were so desperate to make that trade; they gave up a good player just because he played the same position. On Thank top you. of those draft picks, sure. he's not Jamal Adams. <laughs> but I don't wish Adams. I don't wish Adams ill. I think he'll be perfectly fine. Well, he's but I think we want the, the best player and the best defensive player in football to like, eh. Well, he's not the best best defensive player even in his own division. Who would dispute that? I mean, you said last year on the show, Jamal Adams was the best defensive player no, in football. No, I said I yes, thought he was the yes, best you or did. second best strong safety. No, you didn't. Safety. You said he was the best defensive player no. in football. And I would he never say he's better than Aaron Donald. And you said he should be the favorite to win defensive player of the year. That, those are your I words. Don't, I don't remember saying that. Yeah, well, you I mean, don't seem to remember ball. anything. Remember when I just asked you about your AFC picks this morning and who you thought you picked to win the division was not who you picked? <laughs> I got half of them right. <laughs> Two of four right. And he tried, to give himself, he tried to give himself two division winners with the picks that he didn't make. 
instead of picking like the worst team in football. Anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I want to thank Paul behind the camera. I want to thank Jeff. And of course, you always have to thank the coin for making hot fire picks. Tied me in the NFC 11 and 5 win totals last season. I suppose we should also thank Tim Andercust. Tim Andercust. Not my name. You feel better this year about your NFC picks? Yeah, I do feel better. But again, I think I've said this before. The NFC is like the aperitif. Uh, you know, it's an amuse-bouche. Uh, and, you know, like a, some an hors d'oeuvre before the main course, which is what what's coming up. I agree. We will be back with the AFC win total show on Mayo Media Network. So please subscribe to the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel. Even if you're listening to this on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast feed, which you should rate five stars, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, because that really helps. Smash the like button to the episode in the comment section. You tell me your favorite over under for the NFC in 2020. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.